to the South of the Six podcast, bringing you the latest on your Toronto Raptors. Now, here are your hosts, Connor Chambers and Adam Corsair. The clock has struck midnight for Dame Time in Toronto. Welcome to the South of the Six podcast. I'm your co-host, Connor Chambers. Joined alongside me, we have other co-hosts, Mr. Adam Corsair. Before we get into this, we are brought to you by the TV network. As always, the lovely folks over there are sure to be wanting to hear about everything that's going on Dame Time in the Toronto perspective. So, um, Adam, what's going on? Is your house reek of pumpkin yet or what? Oh, yeah, dude. Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> the aromas are flowing. I was gonna say, not only does the the house reek of pumpkin, but so does my toilet bowl with pumpkin poopery. This is sickening. This is this is beyond. This is beyond therapy. What this is this? Is like disgusting. What is sick about it? This is sickening. Not only do you feel the need to consume pumpkin flavored things or uh-huh. pumpkin in general uh-huh. Uh-huh. to then have the scent of pumpkin in your house you then feel the need you say that is not enough mm-hmm. and my pumpkin itch must be satisfied when i'm in the bathroom mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i'm not i'm not sensing any issues <laughs> this is horrible would you rather would you rather do a number two and not have it smell like pumpkin Rather Febreze. Yeah, Febreze pumpkin. That's fine. They make that too. Crisp linen. Crisp linen, baby. Solid choice. In the month of like May in seasonal spring. Yeah. Fair. Solid choice. Yeah, yeah. And then and then we move straight into the Christmas stuff. Yeah, let me ask you, do you get down with the Christmas scents? Are you the I type kinda, of person I, I, that I, does like the pine tree and the the candy cane and the sugar cookie? No, no. I'm like I'm I'm like all aboard the cinnamon train. Is that a Christmas thing though? I think it is. So you'll do I think, cinnamon. I think cinnamon. I think like eggnog is a classic Christmas drink and that's like there's like cinnamon in that. Like Right, but that's is the 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 thought of eggnog as a scent. No, but it's not just like I'm not I'm not lighting up eggnogs in my house. Like it's like I don't mm. know, there's like there there's like cinnamon scented like like if if you want to do like candy cane, like candy cane is like a good scent. I like like the candy cane stuff or um, cinnamon. To me, I think either of those are fine. Um, or sometimes they just have like scents that are like cozy. Like it's hard to explain that one, and they, they have them even just like cozy scents, and you're like, okay, this is this is nice. Uh, the pine the pine stuff is gross. I don't mm-hmm. I don't like that. I'll but um, the the other stuff where it's like a cozy scent or like a um, candy cane or a uh, cinnamon i can I, I can fuck with any one of those to be honest but you're you're not about the pumpkin life i don't understand no, like, wh- no. why no i just I, I don't i don't enjoy like i don't enjoy eating pumpkin i don't enjoy um like pumpkin seeds either like i know some people oh, roast them toasted. and stuff yeah yeah no i can't i tried it recently i can't do it um maybe i didn't have the right seasoning on them or so i don't know just salt yeah, but like that's like, it. Just felt like nothing. Okay. I don't know, but um, 
Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I, I don't like like some people do like pumpkin squash or something like that, or like, like I'll, I'll, eat, I'll have like a nice like pumpkin soup. Mm. With like, a little blue cheese like crumble do, on top. Yeah, yeah, that? like yeah. I'll, I'll consume that. Like that's, I'll, I'll meet you there. Yeah. Like I'll do a nice pumpkin soup on like Thanksgiving or something like that. Like a gorgonzola. So yeah, a little gorg. Yeah. Hell yeah. Sprinkle a little gorg on top. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah, I'll meet you there. Like I would, I would meet you there for that. But I don't know. I'm not like um, the my my girlfriend does like a little bit of um, like pumpkin like the she does the pumpkin spice creamer. So I get the stuff from Starbucks, like the pumpkin spice creamer, and I throw mm. that in the coffees. Mm. Um, I'll never touch okay, that. So you oh you haven't had it yet? No, you make it for her. Yeah, yeah. We do the the sugar free because we're not we're not young and calories uh chase us yeah i don't i i we we, i'm like super light on it like i don't i'm not like pouring egregious amounts of yeah of that stuff into there because that can that can take its toll for sure i think this Um, is like the 12th consecutive pod that we've opened up with pumpkin spice yeah but i mean like it's this is this is the season it's a burn month season it's a burn month it is it is it is we're getting we're getting into october Mm. um and then once November 1st rolls around, it should be over. No, what are you talking about? I don't do Christmas until, uh, well, I shouldn't say that. Uh, yeah, the day after American Thanksgiving is when Christmas officially begins. If there are any Christmas songs or movies played before American Thanksgiving, we have a fucking problem. I'm a firm Fair. believer of Fair. Christmas starts after American Thanksgiving. Fair, because the world revolves around America, but in Canada... Thanksgiving is in the middle of October. Yeah, so our Thanksgiving, guys, our you, Thanksgiving is coming up in two weekends. Right. So do you do Christmas immediately after that? No, I'll okay. do it on. I I start putting up stuff November first. Like is that November first is a big day. So November first, I get all the Halloween candy like fifty percent off. Nice. Yes. Massive day. November first. I circle that on my calendar and I'm hitting up all the grocery stores. Give Hell me yeah. everything like fifty to seventy five percent off. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Like I don't need to go trick or treating. Just give me that candy, yeah. um, and then the and then the next big thing on that day is starting to put the Christmas stuff. It's a big thing. It's a big. All day. right. Is that is that countrywide, nationwide for you guys, or or is that just a Connor Chambers thing? Oh no, that's that's a that's a Connor Chambers. Thing. Okay. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. The world, right. the world revolves around me, so that's the way it goes. Um, you know who else the world has been revolving around in the NBA the last two months has been Damian Lillard. Mm-hmm um we've been chatting about this a lot on the side we've been going back and forth will he won't he if he comes if he gets traded to toronto would he report would he not what's the deal uh seems like through multiple sources and multiple things we've figured out our answer to a degree um in case you are a raptors fan and are living under a rock damian lillard was traded to the milwaukee bucks um I'm trying to pull up the trade package was Damian Lillard goes to the Milwaukee Bucks. It's Portland Trailblazers. It's a Drew Holiday, a DeAndre Ayton, Tunami Kamara. I don't even know who that is. I think that's like a like auto-generated player when you play 2K. Sure. Uh, 2029 first round of Blazers, uh, Bucks pick and Bucks pick swap. And the Phoenix Suns who facilitated the three-team trade got Yusuf Nurkic, Nazir Little, Keon Johnson, and Grayson Allen. Um, you sure about that? Because there's a I'm looking at a tweet from Shams saying the Raptors get Damian Lillard, 
Suns get Yusuf Nurkic and Blazers get DeAndre and that's that is was that is is that tweet by Shams an all time fumble? I think it was an all time troll, but we can get to that later. Okay. That's like, I was gonna get around to that. I think I'm, it's I'm so glad I'm so glad he brought that up. Uh for those that were unaware, Shams originally tweeted out that the Raptors had executed the trade to get Damian Lillard. So okay. uh unfortunate. But uh I digress. Basically when it comes down to this, the Bucks basically got Dame for Drew Holiday, Grayson Allen, and a first-round pick and a pick swap. Mm-hmm. Um, how does that make you feel? We'll start here. We'll start here with this. How does that package make you feel as a Toronto Raptors fan, seeing this the whole thing come down? Without knowing uh, all the peripheral shit, I, I think it means the first thing that comes to my mind is Raptors could have easily beaten that and then the peripheral is what did they offer and piggybacking off of the shams thing is did they offer did they beat it but dame said no i'm not going there well it seems like that was sort of the case because i i have a quote from shams here it says the raptors interest was serious for example but lillard's disinterest in playing in toronto remained an obstacle until the end um other reports have suggested that toronto was basically at the finish line they were about to do it and lillard's agent kind of made a hail mary play to both brooklyn and milwaukee to see if if there was anything that they could do otherwise he was going to toronto it seems like milwaukee came through in the end i i feel like this was not the best trade package offered, but we did have an understanding from Portland that it didn't really like they wanted to make Dame happy as well. And I feel like if the packages were pretty similar, then I feel like they were going to go with the package that would accommodate Dame the best. Yeah. And from all reports and why, why I mentioned Milwaukee and Brooklyn as two teams are that, when Damian Lillard in Miami was getting nowhere, he had opened up his interest to both the Brooklyn Nets and the Milwaukee Bucks. So those two teams sort of now became uh, players in the game and the sweepstakes for Damian Lillard and ultimately went to Milwaukee. But um, reports are suggesting that the Raptors, the main obstacle here is that they didn't want to part with OG and Anobi. Um, it's one year left on his deal. He's a free agent at the end of the year, Adam. Uh, I don't know if you know how contracts work, but, you know, with salary cap and things constraining the Raptors and them being, you know, one of the highest paying teams even in the league in general, uh, getting a re-signing OG and Obi might be a challenge even at the end of this offseason anyways. Um, knowing that the uncertainty of OG and Obi and knowing that they weren't willing to part with him for Damian Lillard, where's your headspace at with this team? Like, direction-wise, what do you, what do you think is going on in that front office right now for Toronto with Masai Ujiri and Bobby Webster and everyone else? Well, uh, if you, dear listener, have been paying attention to the um, Twitter feed, or the X feed, um, you on the, uh, yeah, on the the official South of the Six Twitter feed, you'll notice that I tweeted out that I think we can put to bed the Raptors don't leak! thing because yeah that's ridiculous yeah they it's it's over raptors are leaking well maybe not the raptors are leaking but you know interests and plans that the raptors have are certainly leaking um so that's one two um i don't know that 
I don't know that this team has a direction. It, it just seems that they want so badly to have this core of, um, <laughs> I almost said Fred, of Siakam, OG, uh, Scotty, I guess Yak, maybe Gary, compete for a legitimate championship push. I don't see how that's possible. And they have proven, even with the addition of Fred Van Vliet, who you would think on paper makes that core better, couldn't get it done, especially when it mattered in a one-game playoff. Um, and what are we what are we going for here? Um, it it just it's got to be something I'm not seeing with these players that Masai and Bobby do see, but. When you think about how top-heavy the East is, and now with Milwaukee making it a little bit more top-heavy, um, yeah, sure, you can make arguments that, well, Miami went to the to the finals as a play-in team. Uh, Miami has a bona fide superstar, and you can make the argument that, oh, well, they're aging assets, and they're sort of in shambles right now. Okay, and you can make the argument that the Nets aren't going to be as good because it's a full season of basically just Ben Simmons. Okay. <laughs> and you can make the argument that the Knicks were, I wouldn't say frauds, but they don't have enough talent to make it all the way, sort of like They're the Raptors. They're still missing. They're still yeah. missing pieces, yeah. Um, and you can make the argument that you know there might be some turmoil in Cleveland, um, especially with the uncertainty of of Donovan Mitchell and what he's going to be doing contract-wise. And you can make the argument that Philly is definitely in turmoil with Embiid. You know, Raptors are going to be on that trade for Embiid bandwagon next season. Um, and new coach and Nick Nurse and what's going on with Harden. And you can make all those arguments, but you still have in your way, in my opinion, and it pains me to say, the best team in the East in the Boston Celtics and you still have a juggernaut in Milwaukee that you're just not going to get by sans injury. Um, so I just don't know what direction this front office is seeing that this team is going to go to. I, I just don't see it. Toronto Raptors offseason transactions in 2023 started with firing of head coach Nick Nurse, as what uh, Mr. Adam Corsair had mentioned. Uh, obviously, they drafted uh, Grady Dick, signed him to his rookie scale contract. Signed um, their second round pick, Marquise Noel, to his two-way contract. And then their off-season additions, free agency-wise, signed Jalen McDaniels, re-signed Jakob Pertl, and signed Dennis Schroeder. Yeah. And let Fred Van Vliet walk. For nothing. Um, for nothing. Um, it's There is no direction with this team. They are a... They're, they're too good to tank... And they're too bad to compete. And that is that is the worst. You do not want to be in a state of limbo in sports. Don't even not even like just the NBA in general in, in sport. Mm. The worst place to finish is ninth place. In in your in your conference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ninth place. It's the worst place to finish. Because your lottery odds are shit. You didn't make the playoffs. And that's essentially this is essentially what happened to Toronto. Mm-hmm. They will be like a, you know, they have a potential of being a play-in team if all things go correctly this year. But then 
what are we doing? We go back to we, we we're in this we're in this cycle. Yeah. We are in this loop. Nasai Ujiri two years ago said, "Play in for what?" Mm-hmm. And now what? We're, yeah. So for what? What are we doing? I, I'm I'm just so confused with the direction of this team. I don't particularly understand. I saw this tweet, and I thought it was really interesting. Someone had just kind of in point form here. They said. About the Raptors, burned two first-round picks for play-in slash first-round exits, mm-hmm. struck out on Spida, KD, and Dame in the last two years, lost Fred VanVleet for nothing, entering the season with three starters on expiring contracts, refused to blow it up in February, Masai Jiri and Bobby Webster's Raptors, everyone. You know, it's not... I know people listening to this, and this is a hot-button issue on Reddit and on Twitter. It's, it's Raptors fans are very divided right now because they are struggling there's there's a segment of friends i should say that that are struggling with their loyalty to the trust in Masai mantra and the loyalty to Masai and bobby for bringing the city a championship and i get that right but sports it's very much a what have you done for me lately thing now there are certain times where you could let that slide like maybe that 2018-19 season you can clutch onto it for two maybe three years tops we're, we're beyond it now it's what have you done for me lately just because Masai got Kawhi here and was able to win a championship as a result doesn't mean that we need to hand out roses to him after every off season and every trade deadline and say okay trust Masai no we're able to to critique this team. And I'll be honest, and I think this is where you land, correct me if I'm wrong, but we have been on Team Tank for a very long time, at least mm-hmm. since the start of last season. Mm-hmm. However, like last offseason, I think you and I were open to the Raptors trading for a bona fide superstar last year was Kevin Durant. This right. year is Damian Lillard. I might favor, and I still do to a degree, I might favor a full rebuild, tear down, trade your assets for for picks, pick swaps, whatever, build from the ground up, and I'll get to that in a minute. Why? I might be in favor of that over signing a bona, uh, trading for a bona fide superstar like a Kevin Durant or a Damian Lillard. However, if the Raptors were to choose the path of the, the ladder, trading for one of those players, at least I could say, well, I don't agree with this direction, but I see the direction i Mm -hmm. know what direction they're going towards Mm -hmm. so i will still support the direction i know what the direction is right now i don't know what the direction is where are we going and if you're not gonna go for a rebuild and you're not going to push all your pieces in and trade the necessary components to get that bona fide superstar and remain stubborn in saying, no, it has to be this core. I need to fleece the fuck out of someone if I'm going to trade uh, trade with them. <clears throat> Danny Ainge. Um, <laughs> I, I don't see how anybody can be like, ah, you know what? Trust him aside. That's, that's what we do, I guess. <laughs> no, you're able to critique it and to say, no, I, I, that's not a direction. Pick a direction. You either go all in or all out. You can't put just the tip in. It's not going to get it done. You got to go fucking balls deep. Is that that talking from experience or what? Well, you know, 
yeah (laughs) (laughs) look here's here's the here's the issue um uh jays are up one nothing by the way i just saw good win this Uh, one win one more that's it that's it that's all we need um i have blue jays fans on here as well too so nice um i think that's a lot of like the root of a lot of frustration of raptors fans right now is where is this team heading what is the direction of this team i think like i agree with you look if they picked a direction and things started to make sense in that direction, then I'm in. Like mm. I, you and I have been on. I think you were you were there first before me. Team but, tank, yeah. Um, on on team like blow it up tank and rebuild, and I was kind of like, well, I think they can still do it. And then I I realized pretty quickly after it wasn't too long after where I was like, okay, no, you're right. Like this is this needs to get blown up. So we've been on this for a while collectively. The issue lies that. And this is echoing what I said earlier, too. There's no direction with this team right now. And and that's what frustrates me. If they went out, like, I wasn't opposed, and neither were you, opposed to trading for Damian Lillard because we had a discussion on the side that said, okay, if Damian Lillard comes here and you're most likely parting with OG, which they refuse to do, so it's uh, the, the trade was going to be dead regardless. Um, the trade was say Gary Trent, Grady Dick, and, like, three first-round picks, and they said no, so... Um, which I don't blame them for. Right. Yeah. The the uh, like OG leaving that means like Dame and and Pascal opens the door mm. for Raptors uh, to then make another move. Like we like I discussed them like hey if Dame comes here the possibility of Giannis wanting to leave Milwaukee and come to Toronto with the pull of Masai might actually exist. Mm. The fact that Dame is in Milwaukee, I think that Giannis stays there now. I think it'd be 100%. hilarious if he. I think it'd be hilarious if he left Dame in Milwaukee just to like raw. I think that show would be funny. But it's he's way more likely to stay in Milwaukee now. Yes, and that's another reason why I'm upset with this trade. It's like okay, well now you've you've lost it on Dame, now you've lost it on Giannis, pretty much. Like yeah. you've lost it on both of them. Now Raptors fans are turning their heads to Embiid, like you said. Like well, in the he's in a year he's gonna be there. It's like okay, we'll relax. That's gonna be next year, 100. Mm-hmm. percent This is we will be discussing this. Yes, next. Year. The the Raptors don't have a direction. It's it's. I, I will keep repeating it until the until the fucking cows come home. They don't have a direction. So what are we doing? Uh, we've we've whiffed on trading for superstars left and right. The front office seems to overvalue their assets drastically, and from all accounts of rumors that we've seen across multiple trade scenarios of KD and and Donovan and and um you know now Dame where it's like the Raptors kind of discuss and then they offer trades and then they pull it back and then they're indecisive and they're all over the place and it's like it's it's not the best look for you know if that's how league offices view Toronto when they're making a deal it's going to make it very difficult to pull something off like this because then they're going to say, well, you're fugues and you're full of shit. I don't want to deal with you on your offer. And you're probably going to pull it back in two hours. So there's just a lot that concerns me as a Raptors fan when it comes to that. But It, it also makes me question where they think they're, um, they're, they're best in uh, centerpiece of the team lies. If it's, if it's Scotty, then you're doing pascal kind of dirty right now because let's let's think about it and that's no disrespect to scotty barnes at all Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but let's just check this out as soon as kd 
said, hey, I'm, uh, I'm unhappy here in Brooklyn. I would like to, uh, to go elsewhere. Okay. Um, Devin Booker says to the Suns management, you need to get him. You need to do what it takes to get him. Okay, Devin, we will make you happy. All right. You look at Luca. Kyrie's available. You need to get Kyrie. Okay, Luca, we will do what we can to make you happy. Um, Giannis, you need to go get Dame or else I'm leaving. Okay, Giannis, we will do what we can to make you happy. Pascal, theoretically, you need to go get Dame or else I'm leaving. Yeah, but we just can't part with OG. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just, I'm, I'm sorry. And, and you know what? And this is not that I disagree with this move because in hindsight, of course, everything works with hi- in, in hindsight. This w- probably was the best non-decision or decision not to uh, pursue that Masai made when Kawhi said, if you want me to stay here and resign, you need to go get Paul George. Mm-hmm. And Masai said, no. Mm-hmm. And it, I'm glad he did in hindsight because, well, th- they're both kind of broken. Yeah. Um, we but see where I, the Clippers are now. Yeah, yeah. But if if you have... A lot of loyalty to Pascal, and Pascal's not on the table to trade. You don't want to move him. Why aren't you building around him? Why aren't you getting pieces to build around him? Like, you can't have it all. You can't keep OG, Pascal, extend Gary Trent, and have the Yaka contract on the books. This team is not going to pay that deep into the luxury tax. You are not going to be able to keep them all. So what are you hoping? Are you hoping for a deep, legitimate playoff run with this core so you can maybe convince OG to stay on a cheaper contract after you've dangled him out there to trade? No, he's fucking gone. If I'm OG, I'm just saying, you either give me a max or I'm fucking out. And if I'm Siakam, be like, you either give me a super max once and if, I, if and when I make all NBA or just a max in general, or I'm fucking out. Like... What are we doing? They have no loyalty, so like it's a business at the end of the day. Like if fans For sure, expect, yes. if fa- like like because it's it goes both ways. Like if fans expect OG or Pascal, like I know we've heard, of, especially on the Pascal side of things, that he's very willing to talk an extension with Toronto. He really likes to hear like to stay here, and I, and I understand that. That doesn't necessarily mean he's going to take a hometown discount, nor does he have any sort of yeah exactly nor does he have any sort of obligation to do so you should always pay a player what they are worth Mm -hmm. truthfully like and and a player should always ask for what they're worth and if you're upset by that as a fan that's ridiculous um pascal siakam on paper and from what has happened around the nba we've talked about jalen brown pascal siakam is worth is is if he makes all nba he is you know by the by the ecosystem, he's worth a supermax. Yes. Do you want to pay supermax to Pascal? Is the question, and, and you know we've discussed that in in length before. I, I think you're probably really kind of handcuffed if you do that. But that's the price to pay for these guys. So I I just I I don't understand. You're not going to be able to afford all these guys, and then when Scotty's contract comes up, if you're if you're not moving him, you're going to pay him. Yeah. Right. Like they're going to pay Scotty. This is this is going to happen. He's going to resign in Toronto. So now what happens? 
right now like now what do you do because you have you know scotty's contract's gonna come on the books you can't afford to then go out and pay pascal siakam and og and then field a compton team and then the age ranges are just a little bit off um all that stuff yada yada you can't go out and you can't get a star player because then you're over the over the hard cap it's just it's not possible right so yeah this is why i think there needs to be understanding of why we're calling for a rebuild of some sort because the the monies don't make sense and it, and it all comes back to asset management right it doesn't make sense we have to think about the future and if the future is especially from this front office scotty barnes then it has to make sense and it has to align otherwise you're not going to be able to give scotty any help because it's just not going to work with the contracts that you have in the books so what are we like like you either move those contracts and get help now and compete or you rebuild that's simple as that what happens if and when all right so let's let's assume that the raptor the there has been reports floated out there that i have no reason to doubt saying they're under no circumstances are the raptors trading scotty barnes mm-hmm. okay we've so, heard we've heard that we've heard that since kd since kd so he is legitimately untouchable mm-hmm. in, in the Raptors' eyes, which means they value him highly, which means they want to build around him. What happens? What faith do you have, Connor? What happens when Scotty, if and when Scotty says, if you want me to re-sign here, go get a superstar? Would they, see, and, and this, this, is where, this is where I'm hesitant because it's like, it's a player-driven league. It is. It is, right? But I think even today, even in this moment, September 28th, 2023, I feel that Scotty's voice to the front office carries more weight than Pascal Siakam. How? Until there's a new Scotty Barnes. Correct. But the, <laughs> all of their all of their eggs are in Scotty Barnes' basket. When were they once not in Pascal's? before know. scotty barnes like you know like that that in between time of when- right i i under i understand what you're saying but i think they thought that pascal could do it on his own like to like to be that guy and i think pascal thought he could be that guy and, and they misread that sure you're right so so i think i don't ever think there was a calling to be like get me a, this superstar because I think both the front office and Pascal had confidence in Pascal to get it done. Sure. Sure. Um, so that, that one's a bit harder, but I think if Scotty Barnes today went to the front office or when he's about to resign, right, goes mm-hmm. to the front office and he's like, and, and no rookie ever really leaves their team entering that first big deal. Like that's just very rare. Right. right? So, if for whatever reason, hypothetically, let's just say in a year this comes up and Scotty's like, I need this guy or I'm out, I feel like the Raptors would do it. Now, they have a lot more leverage because he's an RFA and he's not a UFA and sure. there's way more control. But I think that they would because I think that we've seen how important Scotty Barnes is to this team and they're not moving him. And they're, and they're like, this is our future. This is our guy. Mm-hmm. So his weight, his his voice, I think, carries the most weight in the organization. What do you think? I don't disagree, 
I just wouldn't be surprised because they're painting him and propping him up to be the guy. And mm-hmm. that, t- I mean, I don't know. I don't know his personality well enough, but, you know, when you're young and you're getting that much attention, the uh, a franchise is being built around you. You're on the cover of Slam with your with the number on your chain and stuff. Like, it tends to go to your head. You know, it's naivety. And sure. I can see him kind of feeling like, this is owed to me, you know, I, I can, I can be on any other team. Any other team would want me. Um, I don't know. I, I just, I have a bad feeling because, you know, what I was mentioning before about, you know, your, your, the front office has this stubborn tendency to not let go of assets that you need to get better assets. Well, what choice do you have? You know, if, if you're not going to trade expiring contracts, and we've seen them not un- unable or unwilling to do that, Serge, I understand why. Gasol, I, I understand why, because you were still trying to push while you were in the bubble and COVID kind of fucked up. Same thing with Serge. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, it might have been a really good time to start a rebuild then because we wouldn't be in this situation now. Um, you did do it with Kyle to a degree. Um but still, like, you didn't do it with Kawhi and Danny, and I get it. You didn't do it with Fred. I don't have any confidence that you're going to do it with OG and or Pascal. You're not going to be able to sign anyone. And I hate no. saying this. No. I hate it. Free agents don't want to go to Toronto. And if free agents don't want to go to Toronto right now, players in trades don't want to go to Toronto. So much yeah. so that they're making it difficult for deals to get done yeah and you're banking on this Kawhi reborn thing of well we'll show them no because we have reason to believe that there was a deal on the table and the bucks were and at least portland said to dame hey pick these are the teams Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. pick your package we'll give Mm -hmm. you that you know sort Mm -hmm. of um courtesy yeah so if you can't attract free agents, you can't attract bona fide superstars in trades, you fucking better hit in the draft. And if yeah. you don't hit, in the, how are you going to hit in the draft without those picks? How are you going to get those picks without trading away these expiring contracts? I don't have any faith in this front office. It's, I guess what I'm saying is it's run dry. And it, it, the, well, the well is done? It's, in my opinion, call it reactionary, call it disloyalty it's done i'm uh, it it's over you have shown your colors it, it is beyond hypocritical Masai. what you have said we can't keep running the same core over and over oh, how do you expect us to do that okay well you're doing it now well we don't have fred and there's a new coach so it's it's, it's different it's different yeah. no no yeah. you're running the same core and you're doing you're making the same mistakes i have no faith i'm sorry it's like putting lipstick on a pig. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a different pig. This one has lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one this one has this one has a new tail. Yeah. The other the other one's tail is too ugly. Yeah. This one's got different tails. Yeah. Nice. Um. I I think that was very well said. I I don't disagree. Um. I think that. 
it's hard like this is this is hard right like is there it? this is now no i'm saying that like it's hard for me to say this like the the amount of faith like two years ago the amount of faith that we had in, in that front office to at least get something done or put us on the right direction one way or the other was astronomically higher than what it is now yeah yeah but over the course of the last 24 months we have been shown that the Raptors are always involved in rumors. They step up to the plate when it's time to step up to the plate for that, but then they can't get anything else done. And then they refuse to move off assets. So now assets are walking away for nothing and they're left with nothing. If you can't get things for Fred Van Vliet and, and potentially OG and OB in the future, we're trading away picks to get Jakob Pearl, which I don't mind by the way, like I like Jakob, but I, I that's not the direction that we should be going in. Like, what are we? <laughs> it's so it's so frustrating. It is so frustrating. To. That's the thing. That's you what could I have mean. just That's signed I mean. him. That's a thousand percent. Yes, we could have signed him, but they wanted him for this for this stupid push that we lost to Demar's daughter in. Yeah. It's the most bullshit fucking. I, I'm. I don't know. The the team is clearly not mentally tough enough. If Demar's daughter's getting in their head, like that. I'm sorry. Like this team was weak. Uh, it's essentially ninety percent the same. So, you know, I love Grady Dick. I think he's. I think he's going to turn out to be a really quality piece on an NBA team. I'm not saying he's going to be a star. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But, but like. You know, even uh, and I'm, I'm not saying he's going to be this, but even if he turns out to be somewhat along the same course as like a Ray Allen type, where it's like that guy that is like a three point specialist can be athletic and yeah. can give you some defense when it was seen like a little bit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that type of of product is key to a team, right? If he can be your your shooter, your lethal like knockdown guy, and have you know one to two other stars go at it and whatever like if, if your plan is scotty then you have you know scotty be that guy and you bring in another star down the road like in a few years and you have grady being that specialist and, and maybe one more complimentary score piece and just defenders and bench depth like if that's your vision then, then that's fine but like shit get there get get the get the pieces needed because you're going to need a either draft capital or or young prospects young prospects mm -hmm. to get the to get the deals done and right now the cupboard is pretty fucking dry yeah especially if you're not willing to trade og and ob or pascal siakam but you're not willing to sign them and it's like what the fuck are we doing sign them shit shit or get off the pot sign them don't sign them if you're not going to sign them get rid of them simple as that yeah Take it's also offer them something right like at least you could say hey we offered pascal a deal this because yeah. they did it with fred yeah. that's the only sliver of saving grace you can have like that they we offered him something yeah he said no he said no he wanted to wait to the offseason they're not even offering pascal anything sure. and I, I i understand in a in a sports management mind or you know mentality why because he is on the wrong side of the age curve in the NBA. Sure. You know, I get it. And maybe they're thinking, you know, well, if he, we'll see if he makes all NBA because if he doesn't, then he's just a max contract and maybe we can make numbers work and stuff. And um, I get it. And there's reason to believe that he he might not make all NBA because all div it's going to be four on one. 
all the time when Pascal has the ball. So he might not have those opportunities to score like he did last time. I mean, last year last or year. the season before. Um, it, it's, it just makes me wonder, and I'll ask you, who is the leader of this team right now? Who is it? Is it Scotty? Is it Pascal? Okay, then you have to pay him. Yeah, it's 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 Pascal. Like Siakam is the leader of this team. Um, I think I think the loudest voice. Like, I'll still go back to. It, I think the loudest voice, the most important voice in the locker room or to the front office or whatever is Scotty. But I think Siakam is the leader of this team. Yeah. So you can't let him sit there. Like this, this could affect. Like. This could affect his performance too, right? And then maybe he's shit. And then you're like, well, fuck, we don't want to pay him. And and now we can't get what we wanted or for him before or what was available in the offseason before. And now the trade package looks like shit. I I don't understand what we're doing. It's it is just this Dame thing really frustrated me to the core because it's like okay the direction is still so fucking unclear if we're not willing to part with OG and Obi then what are we doing yeah what are we doing it was a little different with KD because in our opinion the Nets couldn't get a better offer at the time and it was like look we're not gonna we're we're not gonna um deal against ourselves here mm-hmm. like you know this is this is the best package that's on the table mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it, it was le- legitimately probably was and the yeah. nets at that point were like well we want more and the raptors rightfully so probably responded you're not gonna find more yeah you know and obviously that landscape changed come the trade deadline but sure at the time you could fall back on and be like well the raptors did have the best package although apparently dame's relative i don't know if it was a cousin or a brother tweeted out the raptors had a better package than milwaukee um but i but i'm not, I'm not surprised i think it was like, just a matter of where dame wanted to go mm-hmm. um but yeah if you check out the, i have the cliff notes right here of grange's appearance on the raptor show and um a couple of things that stick out to me is that um the Raptors see themselves as a team that has future assets that have the bones of a very good team but is missing that centerpiece player how do you expect to get that centerpiece player? Um, the, Grange thinks they don't see Siakam as that player. Then why are you holding on to them? Um, it's the status quo. Hope Barnes improves. OG improves. Hope Darko has an impact. Be flexible for the next opportunity. But there's clearly zero interest urgency to rebuild, sell off. They don't want to do it. Don't see why that would change. Doesn't see like that's the direction they've chosen. So what is the direction that they've chosen? Like <laughs> what, what? That reading hearing that shows me that there's zero direction none it's a it's a wait and see approach again which to me makes no sense like you can't realistically you can't keep og siakam and scotty and continue to find success in like then then you're still stuck where you are you're stuck in purgatory you're Mm. stuck in you're stuck in too good to be shit too shit to be good and where do you go then it's there needs to be a direction and you have to go either either top or bottom not in the middle and if you accidentally find your way into the middle then say okay but like at least we you know then then like if if the fan base sees you know we were selling off and trying to gather assets and the team started winning or whatever then say okay but like 
you know, it's not the fault of the front office because the front office was doing their job to pick a direction for this team. That's that's what had happened with the Raptors when um, they sold off Rudy Gay. Yes. Right. That the direction was tank. okay. We're gonna we're gonna tank and bottom out, and then all of a sudden they started gaining momentum, winning games. But the front office had a direction. Mm. Ironically, that was Masai. Yes. Where did that go? He had direction twice. That Rudy Gay trade and the DeMar trade. And and the DeMar trade. He chose one way and he chose the other way. And now he's sitting on the fence. I, I don't understand. I just truly don't understand it because you're not, you, you have to figure out where you're taking this team. I can't stress this enough. I, I don't mind having, you know, OG or Pascal. And, and I feel like if you're going to keep Scotty, you keep OG. Because yes. I think I think OG with with age and with other things considered, I think OG makes the most sense. Like age, money, whatever. I think that makes the most sense. Yeah. So pass. So then, so then trade Pascal, gather assets, make your team worse, get better draft picks. Your 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 pick is is protected, has some protection from the Spurs that you traded away. Try to get yourself within that protection. Top six, yeah. Yeah, top six. Try to get yourself within that. It's a good draft to be in a top six position. Right. So get in there. Get that top six pick. Start building out. You have other picks then at that point. Your pick particularly doesn't really matter because it's then if you you know, if you get that top six pick and you have another year of Scotty and another year of OG, then you're probably gonna be better than, you know, even top six for next year which i know wouldn't be protected at that point but well um, theoretically you'd still have another pick from whatever you get for pascal correct so that's what i'm saying so you're so then you're offsetting that right you're getting that other pick then you can start accumulating and then you're not at a complete loss because you traded away a first round pick for for yakub purtle right you're you start managing your assets better right you start you start limiting the damage that was done in a move that didn't work out yeah. The goal was not reached of why you got Jakob Pertl. The goal is never to, to win the championship by getting Jakob Pertl, but you failed to reach the playoffs. That was your goal. You didn't do that. So your first round pick was wasted. Yes. How do we how do we limit this damage? Well, you pick a direction, you trade Pascal, gather assets back, you make your team worse, you get back into that top six, you get that top six back. Um, your, your pick the following year is probably toast, but now you have picks coming back from the Siakam trade that still keep you in the draft you can either then package those trades to in, in two to three years down the road to get the next guy or you start drafting guys with those picks yeah right yeah. this this is the, this isn't complicated it's not that hard it's hard for them because they seem to be emotionally invested and that's that's an issue is they're too emotionally invested and they overvalue their assets too much other things that were said during this uh, segment on the Raptor show um, that I thought that were telling, um, mostly about Siakam. Um, no progress on the Siakam extension. There has mm -hmm. been no approach from Toronto from the player side. They jump on it. It's a wait and see. Even if Pascal was an all-NBA player last year, there isn't an appetite to make him a super max player. Um, how much value can the player create for himself in this environment? They've been willing to open. They've been open to trading Siakam in this off season. Um, yeah, doesn't know about the possible Gary Trent extension. Um, 
it's just really, I don't know. It's really telling that when you are this stubborn in your philosophy, it there comes a time at least where ownership has to be like, dude, come on. It's like it's like JP Ricciardi. Um, <laughs> I'm really about giving Vernon Wells this 10-year contract after, well, I, are you sure? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and we should, uh, we should, we should not trade Halliday. And, uh, I'm, I'm really believing in all of this. Okay. Well, there came a time where Rogers was saying, dude, no, like you're, you're, you're delusional. I'm sorry. And mm-hmm. this is, Obviously, I don't mean it in a clinical sense, so I don't. No offense to anybody, but this is a form of delusion I feel from the Raptors front office right now because it. You'll notice that the fan base is growing louder and louder, and like the 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 shift in allegiance is starting. That cloud is starting to form where they're like, I don't know, man. I, I if you're all about having this core, great, okay. Why aren't you offering Pascal uh, an extension? Well, we just don't know yet. Well, then you're not so fucking sure. <laughs> Why haven't you offered OG? Well, I mean, we wouldn't train him for Lillard, but you know, if the right offer came, what count? What's the right offer? <laughs> what's the right offer? That's what I want to know. Is everyone the, the 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 mindset of we wouldn't trade OG for Dame, but we would trade him for the right offer? What's the right offer? What is it? Is it the Rudy Gobert package? Because that's not it's not coming. What what is it? What is the right offer? LeBron? <laughs> What's the fucking right offer? It's it's not it's not good. Um the it's again, it's just there there's a lack of confidence. There's a lack of confidence in the direction from the front office. They don't know what they're doing, so then there becomes a lack of confidence from the fans about the team and about the front office and about the future of this team because they're like, well, shit, if my front office can't make a decision, then, then what am I supposed to do? What, what, like, where, where do I sit as yeah. a fan? What am I, so, like, I, there's, you know, I, I, I always say that a rebuild presents new opportunity, right? It's exciting. And it's, and with, you know, with the, the, the proverbial sayings, like with, with death, there's like reincarnation, there's sure, all, like yeah, all these yeah, things, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, they are hanging on to a corpse. This is somebody that cannot let go and they are in denial and they're holding on to this lifeless raptor. Yeah. The extinction is there and they're holding on to this lifeless creature and they're hoping they're praying for some miracle for it to come back. This is, this is, this, this is dead. It is dead. Your, your team that won you a title is dead. Let it go. Let it go. Stop grieving. Stop being in denial and fucking move on. Holy shit. I, it's, it's just there. I'm at a loss for words, man. What I, I is it? Like, like, yeah. What is it? What? I just don't understand. I don't understand what you're looking for, Masai, because while you are waiting for that, Presty like return or that Danny Ainge like return. Everyone around you, not everyone, because we just listed a bunch of teams that may theoretically be worse or the same, but the juggernauts 
are getting better. Yeah. Right? And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not saying you should have made the move for Porzingis. They, it wouldn't have been a fit on this team. No, no, but no. the Celtics were already really good. And I think they got, I wouldn't say exponentially better, but they've improved. They got better. Um, the Bucks are, de- it's hard because that team is aging, but there's definitely some some life, new life breathed into this this team. Um, and still, like, teams like maybe Atlanta goes on a run. Maybe Cleveland, even though I said, you know, the, the Mitchell contract might, you know, make things worse. Or maybe mm-hmm. they don't care. You know, maybe Indiana gets more exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Orlando gets more exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, Chicago, even. There are, uh, there are th- teams out there that may not be, like, leagues a- a- ahead of you in terms of talent, but at least, like, for the majority of them, there's there's a direction. Look at, yeah, Orlando, Paolo Bancaro, Franz, Franz Wagner, like, they have young, exciting talent there. Like, those are those are picks, uh, those are young guys that you can look at and be like, this is this is great, right? The Raptors have Scotty Barnes, and, like, at a time, you we were like, that's great, too. And that's exciting because you're pairing this young guy with some, you know, some vets, and maybe they can make some moves. He won Rookie of the Year and stuff, but that excitement's died. And now it's this decaying corpse, so... You can still have excitement on a rebuilding team. It's oh, still sure. it's yeah. still exciting. Like look at look at the Blue Jays when they had Vladdy and Bo. <laughs> and I I know I'm we're, we're you know it's no no it's a good time, point. Like, You're right. But like the Blue Jays, you know, the fans were shitting on the on you know the front office when they decide to rebuild, and then they have all these young exciting guys coming up and like, oh this this is the future. Like this is great. Yeah, can't wait. Right. Um, the the Maple Leafs, which I'm you're not as familiar with, but like the the Leafs like sucked, and then they got Austin Matthews. Once they got Austin Matthews, like Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, William Elander, like these guys, and then they start signing for agents, and then it's like that. This is exciting. Like Austin yeah. Matthews, his first game he got four goals. Like that never fucking happens, and he's like, and everyone's like, oh my god, this guy is crazy. Like we don't care if we make the playoffs or not, but it's exciting to watch this guy. Like this is crazy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There's excitement because you know that the you you almost have this trust in okay well the front office knew how knew at the point when to rebuild so hopefully they know at the point when to take it to the next level it's exciting to to go through that and you're like okay well if i wait you know two more years then i have a run of five years it's of like good competitive basketball if your front office does it correctly so it's like well so what are we like yeah what are I we don't doing? Know. There's excitement in competing and in rebuilding, and there's negative excitement in being in mediocrity and purgatory in the NBA. Yeah, staying still. Yeah. You know? Um, Nothing to be excited about as a Raptors fan. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. I mean, look, the only thing that we can be excited, excited about when it comes to this team is okay, well, maybe they'll surprise us. Maybe. <laughs> like, and I'm willing to be wrong. I really am, but I I don't know. It's time. You know, it, it it I'm not upset. I don't want this to get lost in translation. I am not upset that they didn't get Damian Lillard. That is not what right. I'm upset about. Right. I am upset with their stubbornness not to move players because th- the argument 
when I put that out there, I'm not upset that they didn't get Dame. I'm upset that they don't have a direction. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, well, what did you want them to do? Trade OG? Well, if you have no intention on giving him a max contract, then yes, because he's going to walk away for nothing. Yes. And then people say, well, you know, no one was going to match the Fred Van Vliet contract. That, right, right. But if it, if literally the best offer on the table last year for Fred was one second. It's a second. That's one second more than you had before. Apparently they're gold in the NBA right now, too. Hey. I, I think I think you could have gotten a first for Fred Van Vliet. A competing team would have given up their first for Fred. Um, I think, you know, look at the Raptors gave up first for Jakob Pertle, right? And Fred Van Vliet is, argue, is, is, is a better player. Um, a competing team looks at a late first and they go, you know what? We'll give away the 25th pick yeah. for, for a rental year of Fred Van Vliet. Like, we'll do that. Um, and if you're the Raptors, you're going, okay, great. Like, that's, that's fine. You know, maybe... You know, maybe there was a maybe there was a player that was falling at like pick eight, and the Raps package thirteen and twenty five move up to eight, right? Like I don't know, like things could have worked out a little bit differently. I, I'm still satisfied with having greedy dick. I'm uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I tr- yeah. I truthfully, I'm not saying I'm not saying anything <laughs> negative about that. I'm just saying like more opportunity can present itself, or you, then you just get two younger players, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, either way, you have more option to stack with either more talented youth or just really good quality youth players they refuse to do that yeah i think you can liken it to to a degree norm like i don't want to say you took what you got and you got gary you got a good player in gary yes but that was probably the best offer i would like to think it was the best offer that you got from norm and even with kyle like yeah, you did it out of respect to facilitate a trade to Miami because that's where mm-hmm. he wanted to go. He wanted to play with his boy. Mm-hmm. And you kind of took what you could get, right? It, it, Drogic didn't work out at all, but like you <laughs> still shit. have the ghost of fucking Precious Achua if that's going to work out. And we've seen signs of it. So maybe, yeah, maybe it does work out, but you got to just... T- I. I I just keep coming back to if if OG was too much for Damian Lillard, what is a fair trade in your mind if you're getting OG? What is a fair return? What is it? Like, Dame is a top 10 player in the NBA. So... Yeah, arguably, yeah. You know, yeah. Like, I, w- I would say he's probably in, like, that 8 to 10 range. Yeah, sure. Right? Yeah. He's not top, he's not top five, but he's like in that eight to ten range. I, I can I could hear it out. He moves the needle for a team like Toronto. Yes. I think he's the second best point guard in the NBA. Okay. Sure. So I'd say that um I would say that um Steph Curry's the best. Um I go Dame. Like a real point guard? Real, real. Are you gonna are you gonna throw Luca in there? Is well, I thinking? would say Luca, but then I would say like in terms of like handles and how he facilitates, I'd say Kyrie. Yeah, but I think like I don't know. I th- I feel like they play so like on and off like yeah. together, where it's like I, I I just see like like there's no arguing what position like Steph and Dame are. Sure. Right? Yeah, okay, so it's yeah, like yeah. clear cut. I'd say st- like Steph Dame one two. Yeah. Sure. Um. So I I just I. 
that's a top 10 player like on paper like even even if you want to say top 12 or something like still he's he is he is a star to superstar range of player okay yeah og is not that, like what are so so then so then you this front office is basically saying it's going to take a top five player to get og and an ob right the math the math is not mathing right so you're basically telling me that og will only get traded for like Giannis, Embiid, curry luca uh lebron kd yeah what uh, Jokic. I'm, I'm completely playing on Jokic. i'm sorry uh, uh, Jokic. didn't they not want to include og in a kd trade um I, I can't remember that far back, to be honest. That's possible, but I can't remember that I far I want back. to say that they were unwilling to include OG. Look, I understand the unwillingness to not want to include Scotty Barnes in a Damian Lillard trade. I will give the front office that. But OG, man, I love OG. Like, again, this has nothing to do with the player, but you have to understand... You know, there's levels to this, but I don't, I don't know, man. Yeah, I, and it makes you wonder. Okay, you have a player on your team that's a threat to make All NBA in Pascal Siakam. Mm-hmm. As the Raptors front office, if OG is too much for a top ten player, then Pascal Siakam. You need the number one or number two player in the entire league, because if, jo- if Joel Embiid was available and, they, and and the Sixers were asking for Siakam, the Raptors wouldn't do it. I wonder if they would do it if it was OG. I think they would, because he's a he's that like it's better than Dame, but it, it but Dame fits the need more than Embiid does. I agree. It would be like OG, Pirtle, and whatever. Yeah, you'd have to ship out Pirtle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Precious. That's Fuck. what I'm saying. Like, what What does... Mis- if they're open to trade Siakam... Yeah. Doesn't seem like they're open to trade OG. Mm-hmm. And if Siakam is theoretically a better, or at least on paper, he's a better... St- Stats-wise, he's a better player than OG. Correct. What are you looking to get for OG? I mean, for Siakam, if you're willing to trade him. What is it? I'm serious. What I, I, I like, like, on, like on paper, I would like, I would do like. Realistically, I would do Siakam for Lillard. I know it doesn't make sense. I'm just talking value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't make sense if you're going to bring Lillard here to ship out Siakam. I'm just talking purely off value, right? Um, so that didn't make sense. I totally understand. That's why I was leaning more like OG on that. Um. But fuck, like there there are there are like fifteen guys in the NBA, no doubtably I would trade Siakam for like today. Yeah. Right? Probably twenty, but I'm just like I'm being like I'm saying guaranteed, like without thinking about it, there's probably about fifteen names in the NBA that I would say, yeah, I will take you over Siakam. Yeah. So then so then does the, like that is basically the level at their value OG at, 
So then that means for, and, and I would say for OG, I would trade him for guaranteed top 25 to 30 player. Oh yeah. Especially since, especially since he's an expiring, I'm not saying be straight up and that's fair. Like I would trade him like if we're talking straight up, probably top 40. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But like top 25 to 30, like without giving up too, too much on top of that. Um, I would consider it for sure. But <sighs> like, how could you reflect if if before any of this went down and I said, if you said to me, yo, if you had the opportunity to trade OG for Dame, would you do it? And I said, oh, no way, dude. What? What? No, that's that's absurd. I would never. That's you need way more in return for OG. You would think I'm high. I just took a gummy. That's what you would think, like. <laughs> I'd, I'd say, I'd say, is that shit legal in yeah. Rhode Island? Like, what is that? Indica? It is legal in Rhode Island, but I love that. Um, w- come on, let's be honest with ourselves as Raptors fans. You would say no. That you would. That's a fleece. It's a fleece. That's a legit fleece. It's fleece. If Demar Derozan was quote unquote worth getting Kawhi, OG is worth. Getting Dame. What are we doing? Just it doesn't make know. sense. I just don't know. Sense. We're beating a dead horse. I know, but it's just, yeah, Siakam too. Okay, well, fuck. What's what is it going to be? This is why I have no faith that they're going to be gone at the deadline. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I think I think that their their levels of value are just so astronomically high compared to what is realistic that I I just think facilitating a trade is going to be very difficult with this front office. And then they're going to and then the assets are going to walk. There's going to be nothing left at the at the end of the day. The Christmas tree is going to be bare, and the kids are going to be fucking crying because Santa didn't leave them with shit. Sad man. Is Masai the new Danny Ainge? legit question because we criticized the fuck out of danny Ainge for trying to fleece and win every single trade um yeah yeah i'd say so or at least a wannabe danny Ainge, because at least yeah. danny Ainge did it in utah again. yeah i mean and, and to be fair danny Ainge successfully executed in utah like so somebody said but i mean you got to have somebody who's willing to pay five first for fair. For Rudy, yeah, fair. You know? So I think maybe it's just a culmination of overvaluing assets and looking and thinking we can get that type of trade package for these guys because they're better than Rudy, which they are. But, um, you know, it's just unrealistic. It's not going to happen. Because just because of Minnesota's stupidity doesn't mean that that's going to happen. Right. Frustration. It's, it's very frustrating. Um, I feel bad for Raptors fans. I feel bad for us. Yeah. It mentally torments me at night. But um, I want to quickly touch on Drew Holiday because he was yes. another piece of this trade. And um, something that we were briefly discussing before we hopped on the show. Yeah. Um, interested teams, and I don't have the list in front of me, but uh, off the top of my head, is basically the same suitors that were essentially in on Damian Lillard. You got... You know, we rumored, you know, Bulls. Um, I'm hearing Heat potentially in on on um, Drew, the the 76ers, the Nets. And then you're hearing a bit of, you know, uh, Toronto has some interest in Drew Holiday. What are your thoughts on that with uh, the Raptors and Drew Holiday? Uh, in a vacuum, I don't hate it. Are, who are you dealing? Can you deal 
Schroeder right now? Schroeder, can you? Uh, I believe he's ineligible to be dealt until uh, December. Okay. I, think, I, I think it's like December 15th is when yeah. that kicks in for a free agent. You can't just like sign in and trade them. It's the There's a rule against that. There's a grace period, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, um, that would immediately move Schroeder to your bench, yes. which is fi- I'm fine with. Yep. And all that talk about Scotty Barnes being your point guard is out the fucking window. Correct. So it does fit a need, and I think that it would make the team have a better flow. Sure. In a vacuum, I just, what are you giving up? It's got to be like Gary and maybe like a Chris Boucher. I don't know about salary. Yeah, I think I think that it would just be a lesser version of that rumored package that we heard. I don't think Grady Dick becomes involved. Um, yeah, and I can. think that you go Gary, probably salary filler. And then I could see I could see them basically doing a similar Dame package that was rumored, um, but basically being Gary Trent um, filler and then a unprotected first or something like that. Just one. Uh, uh, I'd rather rebuild. I'd rather I would too. I don't. I, I don't I, like I, that. I don't like Drew Holiday. To be completely honest with you. Um, I appreciate his game, and I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm just not. I think he's a little bit overvalued. I'm not. I've never been the biggest Drew Holiday fan or or guy or Stan or whatever. So, I'm I'm fine with them being out on that. I don't think it really moves the needle for them. If anything, it maybe puts them at like a six seed. Mm. Um, and again, now we're just a, a little higher version of mediocrity. And knowing that you're not going to beat Milwaukee or Boston, which we alluded to earlier. It, to me, there's no point. There's no point giving up assets for that. Um, and that's not something where, you know, you're giving up assets for a guy and then you think, oh, well, in three years, if it doesn't work, we can flip him and get, you know, 85 to 90% return on the dollar for what we paid. Like, Drew is Drew is done when the time for that to come up happens. So yeah. um, that would be like driving a, a car off the lot and it's already 50% values fucking decrease by the time you go to pull trigger. So, no, I'm good. I'm I'm yeah, good on that like one. Uh, but again, Raptors name swirl. Raptors uh, are swirling in that rumor. I don't necessarily believe that to be true. I just you hear it, you talk about it. But yeah, I I don't I don't know that. What do we think they are? They're finishing like ten, eleven. 12 range it's got to be 10 to 12 like i I think i think they can sneak into the plan as a 10 seed um but i could see them finishing as low as 13 all right so let's say 10 to 13 if you want to be optimistic 9 to 13 sure does drew holiday propel them to like eight seven i don't think so like like max seventh like they're still they're just a high end there's a higher end playing team eight maybe that maybe it's a higher end playing team. Yeah, yeah, it just, for it sure. Gives, it yeah. gives them more depth and more options. Like there's there's more like if you have Schroeder coming off the bench, there's more availability then for Scotty to play like multiple positions, including that point guard spot, which he has been working towards. So like there's there's more availability and creativity for um, Darko and, and his squad, but I just I don't think that it really does much. Yeah, offensively, Drew Holiday hasn't been that good. And um, honestly, salaries aside, you were better off just keeping Fred. Salaries aside. Yeah. Yeah. 
So you you would be a worse team than last year. Correct. I think. And yeah. they finished nine last yeah, year. This is this is this is a worse version of the team. Even if they got Drew, because yeah. it, then you would have to. Someone's getting out. Yeah. So I I just. No, mm-hmm. no, thank you. Yeah, because Gary, because Gary moves out, so you're replacing Fred and Gary with and yeah. Boucher with fucking Drew and Grady Dick and a full year of Jakob Pertle and yeah, no, thank you. Uh, I don't know. I don't I'm good. I, I I sound very enthused with that, don't I? Yeah, no, just no. Just uh, there, nothing. Nothing excites me about this team. I have no pulse mm-hmm. with the Toronto Raptors. It's literally beating. I know we're literally beating a dead horse, but that is the Raptors right now, a dead horse. I get it. This team it, does not excite me. Um, direction, please pick one, Messiah mm-hmm. and Bobby. Uh, we beg because there's only so much that this fan base can take before it starts fucking turning on one another. And it's already starting. Like people are, are separating, divided, and they're going at each other's throats. And it's like, if if the if the front office was clear about it, I feel like it would just make things a lot better. Yeah, I so. agree. And it's the ambiguity is unacceptable at this point. Totally agree. Yeah. Um, okay, I think that that about wraps up. It was look one pretty much one topic today that kind of spiders into a few secondary topics. Yeah. But all things that are important and and make the root what it is, right? You know, the the main root here was was the Dame trade, and you know, after months of it, it's finally the cycle's been completed, and we have a conclusion. But. Um, at the end of the day, Raptors, please pick a direction. That would help yeah. us out a lot. Uh, you know what else would help us out a lot is if you left a review on the podcast. Uh, we are on all the podcatchers, everything you listen to. Uh, unlike Adam, who wears a backwards cap, we are not SoundCloud rappers. So even though he tries to Speak look like for one. Yourself. He, I he have stuff on the shelf. There we go. Oh, no. Oh, no. This is why we don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you, so you can find us out anywhere if you enjoy what you're listening to please consider leaving a five star review and comment how um, soft and silky Adam's voice is because it's definitely not mine uh, I would greatly appreciate that I know Adam would too uh, Adam any last words any parting words for anybody listening or the Raptors or the front office or the team or the players or whoever before we wrap this up yeah I tweeted it out um, tell me what a fair trade is for OG if Dame is not all. I'm, I'm just curious. Well, if you want to know where you go find that, the X account. Well, I'm calling it Twitter. I don't care. Sure. Find us on Twitter at South of the Six, spelt with the number six and the letters IX. Uh, answer the question for us because I don't think we were able to really have a good answer based on everything that has transpired with this team. We'd love to hear your feedback. You can find us there. Interact with us there. We'd love to hear from you. Um, that is Adam Corsair. I'm Connor Chambers, and um, we are out of here. Until next time, guys, we will catch you later. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the South of the Six podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at South of the Six and subscribe to our show. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Yeah, we're everywhere. While you're at it, if you liked what you heard, do us a solid and leave us five stars and a quick review. We appreciate it. Thanks again. Go Raptors.